Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. I'm Corey. I'm here with Max and Nick. So the Saints are coming off the uh, fantastic, not disappointing at all, uh, 28 to 6 victory over the Panthers. Uh, I was there to see it. Y'all uh, chose not to be. But uh, this one was, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Max, what, what do you think about what you saw from our team on Sunday? Well, first of all, Nick is actually on location, just in case you guys think his audio sounds a little wonky today. He might kind of sound like a caller from uh, the the point after with... Uh, with Buddy D. Yeah. yeah, Nick's actually calling in from California. He's living in the lap of luxury right now, eating crab legs and drinking fine wine. So he's, he's calling in tonight. But uh, <laughs> as far as the game goes, I would say it was the worst game I watched all year, and that's college and pro. Just two shitty teams having an ass off basically <laughs> you know the uh the movable force meets the resistible object however you want to say it um just it was a bad game you know the panthers are the worst team in the league i can definitively say that after having watched the the, Pan- the uh, patriots play earlier in the season the panthers are bad yeah they're really fucking bad and it showed it shows I mean, man and, and nick and i talked about this offline you know the question about bryce young and we've had to debate on and off I still think he's going to end up being good, but man, the early returns are bad. Now, that being said, he doesn't have much around him as far as skill, talent, or offensive line protection, but dude, he looks bad. Yeah. I think that's that's fair to say that there's not a lot around him, but also, man, there were a lot of open guys he wasn't even close on. If you're Carolina – and you're about to give the number one overall pick right back to the Bears. <laughs> I mean, it's disaster. It's a disaster. I mean, you gave up DJ Moore um, last year's top ten pick, and you're about to just give the number one pick overall right back to him. I mean, you can't feel good about Bryce Young right now. Period. I mean, he might be the worst quarterback in the league um, if maybe Zach Wilson didn't exist. It's it looks really, really bad. He should have taken advantage of uh, a number of plays downfield, especially that were wide open. He missed Mingo on a post that was wide open. I mean, if he throws it anywhere close to him, it's a touchdown. Uh, he just looked terrible. Um, from the positives, if there are any, um, this is a bad offense we were playing, like really, really bad. So I don't want to get too, you know, overly optimistic about the defense, but they were hitting people yesterday and they look good. I mean, they were, they were coming up on everything. As soon as people were touching the ball, they were hitting them even in the run game, which was again, terrible, you know, run <laughs> defense. Yeah. If you take away the one big play where Miles Sanders had the, the, I think it was about a 50 yard run. You take that away. It actually wasn't terrible run defense, but again, you gave up a play, great play by a Debo to track that down and tackle him at the one. We ended up forcing a field goal after Demario sack. But they were the effort was absolutely there, and it looked better than it's looked in the past, you know, six or seven weeks. But again, that's a terrible team you're playing. So, you know, that's what it should look like. Yeah, offensively, and, that was sorry, an absolute travesty. Period. 
No, go ahead. Uh, it's just terrible. Offense, Wait, offensively, offensively for us or for them? Or both? I think for us. For I'll us. say for both. Terrible. Well, for both. both. Yeah, both. Well, I was going to say, to your point yeah. about the the defense, I mean, they definitely came up with some huge plays, uh, mostly in the defensive backfield. I mean, RDBs kind of saved our chances of, in my opinion, I think it, they saved our chances of staying in the game uh, with some of those PBUs. But there were also times going back to the Panthers where I was looking at uh, the way that the way that they played and, and, and said to myself, like, thank God they are this bad because yeah. we needed two things to be where we got the position to get to the position we got to in that game. We needed our DBs to break up some of the, the accurate passes that Bryce Young did throw. And then we did needed, we needed those guys, the Panthers to be that bad. Because without the Panthers being bad and our DBs being in position on the good throws, it would have been a totally different ballgame. <laughs> so we were relying on the low quality of that team. Yeah, and let me say this. I mean, I don't want to step on our predictions. You know, we'll, we'll get to that later. But it's hard to find an offensive and a defensive MVP. You know, to me, Nephi Sewell, you know, he made the biggest play of the game. Because that game was a one-score game for the majority of the game. And without that block punt for a touchdown – Dude, it's it was looking dicey going into the fourth quarter. I mean, this team is bad, and I yeah. don't even know who I'm talking about—the Saints or the Panthers. Because they're both fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the block punt made it fourteen to three. Not Yeah, I mean, right. We needed I mean, the Sewell play is, is a special team play. No, that's what I said. It's the, the block punt for a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. That was to me. Right. He's he's the MVP of the game because that turned the game. That's a that's a free seven points. And dude, we couldn't. What do we get? We got the uh, the turnover on their side of the field, and we couldn't cash it in. I mean, it was we had yeah, that many, was horrible seventeen plays or something, and on their side of the field in like the first two quarters, and we had like no points to, to show for it. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? Yeah, th- this was one where you know, with the Lions game, I wasn't there at the Lions game, and and that was the uh, the Santa brunch that we talked about. So I didn't even didn't, didn't even really see. Shout out to Santa! Shout out to Santa! Uh, hope you uh, make it over to. Uh, Nola this year, but, uh, but no, uh, I didn't see the bad car, the car that got the booze. I mean, car got booze the whole time, but the lions game was one of those. It's like, okay, he got booed, but didn't he have that stretch of like 15 straight completions? Didn't he actually kind of play well for a certain amount of time? So I'm still trying to fit. Like, I know why the booze are there. Cause everybody just like hates Derek Carr, the person like that just makes perfect sense. But for this game, holy shit, were they justified? <laughs> I mean, there was no, uh, questioning the booze for this game, um, and and they were deserving. And sure enough, he uh, hit what he had to hit. But uh, but you know, like it was bad. It, it was just bad all around. You know, it's bad football from top to bottom. And uh, I put a tweet up after the game, you know, saying that basically the NFC South is being graded on a curve this year because we are there's three. Three and uh, what is it? Fourteen teams and one one and sixteen team in the same division, and just by all of us being in the same division, you know, we're getting elevated a little bit. You know, it's being graded on a curve. It's like you got a bunch of idiots in a class, and you gotta, you gotta. No one's getting an A, no one's getting a B. You got to kind of bump it up. So that's basically what our division is. Yeah. Now nah, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Nick calling in on a little bit of a delay, <laughs> yeah, so it's. I, I uh, agree also. Yeah. Okay. Nice. We're, 
I, I thought Corey we, was going to talk, but um, I, I agree 100. percent The division is absolutely terrible. The the three schedules on the way in, in my opinion, Max and I were looking at them yesterday. They're very similar. Um, every team has, you know, they play. We all play each other. We play Bucks. We play Falcons at the end of the season. Last two games, we have the Rams first, and then the other two teams have, you know, the Jags, Indy. Um, the Bears, I think the Falcons have to play. There's there's some tough games for everybody left. It's coming down to the last two games, like Max said weeks ago. It's coming down to the Bucks and, and Falcons game, and if you're not 2-0 in those games, uh, we're losing the division. Um, if they somehow pull off those two games, then they're probably going to win this division somehow, which is bonkers. But it's three bad teams fighting for one spot. And, you know, it reminds me of the time the Saints went to Seattle – against a bad seven and nine team and the beast quake happened. And it's one of those situations, a bad team is going to get in the playoffs here and, you know, maybe they get lucky. Maybe they don't when the playoffs come around, but you know, none of these teams is going anywhere this year. It's a question of whether you want to see us win a division and, you know, most likely look terrible in the playoffs or if you'd rather to see us, bow out and hope for a better draft pick. And, you know, I know there's plenty of fans out there that just the only thing on their minds right now is getting Dennis Allen fired. If that's your motivation, then, you know, you're hoping we don't win this division because it's hard for me to see a world where Mickey Loomis fires Dennis Allen if they win the division. You know, you say that, but Mickey looked pretty beaten down in the uh, the locker room. Yeah. It's the like clips they shared. Like he, he looked like he's been through the ringer, man. Gail giving him his, uh, game ball for the 200th career victory and it didn't take him long to say i've also had 150 losses <laughs> yeah yeah he uh he didn't look too happy in the post game scene so yeah i think he's trying to temper things i i hope mickey's been getting a lot of attention because he does these weekly chats with mike hoss and wwl and you know his good god i hated his explanation about the lions game chalking it up to chalking it up to economics of the saints fans where you know i get it guys they gotta uh sell some tickets you know it, it, no they, that, that impersonation is fucking terrible no that was, that was great that was you just gotta go, go back and listen to mickey again um also also but, real quick no one made money on selling those tickets that, right exactly that. people lost money um, <laughs> i made a little bit i made a little bit well you, right. you know yours are different but you sold them early then you sold them early but it's like no mickey they're choosing to sell their tickets because they can't They'd rather have their skin get peeled back at their eyelids. Than, yeah, and and you an, know another a counterpoint as well to what he said. You know, back in the day when Nick and I were were, were broke as fuck and you know <laughs> couldn't afford shit, it's like you still found a way to pay for season tickets. Like, season tickets. It was like basically yeah. food kind of took a backseat <laughs> to Saints season tickets and yeah. alcohol. Like we found a way. Where there's a will, there's a way, and we always found a way to get the uh, the tickets. So I don't want to hear shit about. Hard times, economic times, all this stuff. No, like no, and and he and here's here's what I'm really hoping. He has to know, okay? He but knows. he's not going to say it on WWL. He can't. And the people that are freaking out, like, really, Mickey? Really? You think this is really like? Oh my God, a GM doesn't even understand. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I think the GM. I would hope to God, he, if Mickey Loomis doesn't understand what's actually happening with this franchise right now, then he's not the guy we thought he was. Yeah, and here's the biggest He's thing. He's saying what he has to say. Here's the biggest thing that people need to realize. This place, for it to be an attractive destination for other, you know, soon to be head coaches, like up and comers, like maybe a Ben Johnson, you don't want to have the reputation of, hey, 
we're just going to fire you on a whim. Kind of like the uh, yeah. the commanders have done and, you know, teams like that. The bad teams that continually fire coaches in the middle of the season, kind of like the Panthers did with uh, Frank Reich. What, 10 or 11 games into his his tenure, he gets canned. Oh, the- you don't want that reputation. You know, the Saints have a good reputation as far as treating their employees, right? And obviously, you know, don't let head coaches linger around forever, no matter how bad they stay. Oh, yeah. The, the Panthers are putting on a clinic on how to set a franchise back like five years at a time. Yeah. Thank you know? God for us. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, let's also say they fired their last coach after two years, right? So, right. Yeah. Right. You know, no, he was a dumpster fire. Cautionary fired. tale, you can't just fire your way out of it. You know, you look at the Cowboys right now and not fire McCarthy, and that's looking pretty smart all of a sudden, which is wild. Two years ago, none of us would have thought that would have looked good. So, you know, it's tough. I think, you know, it, most of us agree it's probably time for Dennis Allen to to move on. But, you know, just firing a coach doesn't necessarily fix things either. You got to get the yeah. next one right if you're going to do that. So it's, yeah. it's a lot harder than it seems to just get that right. Yeah, you really, really got to get it right. Um, one other thing I was thinking with this game is, you know, I'm I'm trying to remember a more disappointing win with a 20 plus point margin of victory. I'm really never not never. finding it. <laughs> yeah, but also you know, bear in mind those last two touchdowns came with like five minutes remaining. Five or six minutes. Yeah, you know they, what I mean? Like we we got a couple of, you know, quote on, I would I don't want to call it garbage time touchdown because, but you know, it was basically garbage time touchdown. It was the you, first you, one. The first one was not the the long play to At Perry and then the resulting touchdown. That wasn't garbage time. That was a tight game. That's a good drive. It's we had the seven. No, no, no. It's a great drive, game. but at the same point, it's like they they. It's not. You're right. It's not garbage time touchdowns, but it just you know what I mean though. It's like they yeah. they, they tacked them on at the end. And, you know, it doesn't – you look games. at the score, it's not an, at all indicative of the game because that game was a dogfight no. from start – from just right. started the game till midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, that, that it was, was in question. It wasn't a 22-point victory. Like, there was a yeah. point where I remember texting the two of y'all. Corey was at the game. Nick and I were watching it on TV. And I texted uh, both of y'all and said, this is that point where they were going to score a touchdown and they were going to get the two-point conversion and this game is about to be tied. And I want to say there was about eight or nine minutes left in the fourth quarter at that point. So yeah. it went from that – to a you know a, a twenty two point or whatever the hell it was victory in a flash, so yeah, yeah. it was it. Look, it's a disappointing win. It really is. I know wins are hard to come by, and you have to be grateful that you you get a win in the NFL. But that shit was disappointing, dude. Yeah, like I feel worse about the Giants game now than I did going in. Well, and look, like I stuck to my you know kind of half. I was joking around when I'm like I'm not picking them again the rest of the year. But after that. I don't think I can pick him again. I mean, that was that was bad. <laughs> well, that brings me to my what I wanted to ask y'all again. And Nick, you posed the question to us after the Lions game, and it is so. After that game, do you feel better, worse, or the same about the team? What do you think, Nick? After the Lions game, I felt better. No, but no, no, after no, this no, I'm this saying so. I'm going to use yeah the same yeah. question, but for after this, this game. game yeah, worse. This this is way worse. Um, <laughs> that I I do think I do think that's a much better defense than the Lions' defense. I think there have actually been a fairly respectable defense considering what they've been up against with that offense being so terrible. But that was a terrible performance for three quarters by the offense. Absolutely terrible. Um, yeah. So you can't feel good about the offense. The defense, I want to find the bright spots in how well they played, especially in the secondary once again this week. But 
that team isn't a worthy opponent to yeah. judge anything. <laughs> by. So it's hard for me to do that. Um, so coming out of it, you know, I felt good. I felt better about the offense a little bit last week because they started humming before, you know, once again, he got knocked out and, and Jameis couldn't hit the side of a barn. Um, but you have to feel worse after this. For three quarters, it was terrible offense. Terrible. Yeah. The fourth quarter, that one drive I was talking about, I think was actually a really good drive. That was a good deep ball. I don't know why that wasn't tried earlier in the game. We literally did not throw the ball downfield once until the fourth quarter. Uh, no, they had the other even one. Even the, the throw to Olave. Yeah, that was that was a deep one that was, was almost – no, the first one to Olave was in the second quarter. Fourth quarter or third quarter? Okay, I thought it was. Quarter. Okay. Yeah. That, and look, that, that was, was a great pass. That was inches away from being. Yeah, it was, and it was inches away from being a catch. Um, if JC Horn doesn't make that last second hand in there, Olave catches it. I think Olave might have been able to high point that ball and make that catch. But either way, that was that was almost a catch. I think Olave was actually. Throw. They need to be doing more of that. I think it was actually going for like the vet move where you try to like kind of. Be non, non, last be, be not yeah. be nondescript, yeah, and not act, not use your eyes yeah. to catch the ball. It, which is, look, I, I'm not going to knock him for trying to do a savvy little move like that, but with a, with a guy like J.C. Horn, it actually kind of backfired. Um, but no, I, I being there, and you know, we had we were at like the five yard line to the goal line. There were multiple opportunities for Derek Carr until you know that fourth quarter with a couple downfield passes to throw the ball downfield, and he didn't. You know, I know it sounds like an old broken record, and I know it sounds like what a lot of people, you know, the people who go way out of their way to criticize him when maybe he doesn't quite deserve it. He absolutely deserved it in this game because he had the opportunity to push the ball downfield, and it was like he he literally was choosing not to multiple times, and he's electing not even the checkdowns, but it was like every series there was a play line. where they they well they gave him an out where he's you know throwing the one yard. Uh, check down ish to the sideline where the you know the the X or the Y is just kind of parking it, and he's got a little outlet out to the sideline, two or three yards down the field instead of throwing it down. I mean, two or three yards to the sideline instead of throwing it down the field. He just looked so indecisive almost the whole game. And I think you said it, Nick, when we were texting during the game, you were just like, you know, if Carr would just be as decisive as he was on the, on that uh, At Perry Jimmy Graham. Chris Olave touchdown drive, you know, it would have been a whole different ball game. I mean, 37 yards with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter is unbelievable. It's not even, it's horrible. It's all the bad adjectives you can think of, but it's, it's, it's beyond belief. It's yeah. Amazing. Like Bryce has an excuse. He's a rookie and he's, he's in a, in a, ba- a very bad situation. Derek Carr does not have that excuse. No, no, it's, it, it's truly beyond belief that he could have 37 yards. 37. <laughs> Come on, Nick. You got that reference. <laughs> no, but uh, it, it was a bad performance. And I do want to – well, here's another thing. You ask him, do you feel better or worse after that game? How about the Bears beating the Lions? That yeah, makes that, last week look even – I don't know who to chalk that up to. The Lions not being as good. The Lions are not as or, good. Or are the Bears overachieving? I, I don't know. Well, no. The Bears defense has been playing a lot better yeah, as of I the last few it. weeks. But the Lions are overrated, let's be honest. And yeah. that's why they let us back into that game. Exactly. Um, they're, they're a bad defense and a pretty good offense. Um, they let us back in that game because they're not a great team. If they were a great team, they would have just put us to bed that game. Um, 
And that's why I think so, you need, everyone needs to temper their enthusiasm. I think the Bears are a very tough matchup. Yeah. 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 The temper their enthusiasm about what, what we saw against the Lions with the offense. I think what the Derek Carr's 15 straight completions that we saw in the Lions game, people need to go ahead and kind of put a little asterisk next to that and say, mm-hmm. you know what? That Lions defense is fucking bad. Yeah. And that's a big contributor to why Carr was able to go 15 of 15 in that stretch before getting hurt. Yeah. It, it just, you know, it just goes back to the whole, uh, my, my biggest, not biggest takeaway, but the, if someone's like, how do you best describe this team and including what we saw on Sunday? It goes back to what we said where no matter who we're playing against, we're playing exactly to the level of our competition. The Patriots is the one exception. Patriots one exception, maybe Indy, but we kind of played to their level to an extent. But it but that is a sign of bad coaching. You know, it's a sign of bad coaching just, you know, cuz a good team plays to their standard. Right. Like the Sean Payton teams, the Super Bowl 2011, 2018, like they played uh, to who? That, that's not exactly true. <laughs> yeah, that's not because we lost a lot Didn't of games, like the Rams, Rams game. <laughs> I think it was the Rams multiple times but where we were rolling, that and that, that one loss cost us basically home field advantage. Okay. Well, more, more times Peyton, than Peyton not. Peyton had his letdowns on that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But more times than not, they're playing to who they are. They're not necessarily always. This team is. But for what, one game, maybe two, it's the Jags are supposed to be a good team, right? We played them close. The Panthers are a bad team. We beat them by three points last time. This game didn't look as close as didn't look as as wide of a margin of victory as it was. No matter who we're playing, we're playing exactly to their level. And just the coaches can't get these guys to just play to a fucking standard. Of, well, of, there is no standard here anymore. That's what I mean. It, yeah, it's so. just, and that's my biggest takeaway is that yet again, another opponent comes in and we just kind of putter around for most of the game because our guys have no drive well, from their coach. So I've got a question for you. So let's talk about the Eric McCoy, yeah, was, yeah. Derek Carr spat. Because there's lots of uh, different interpretations I've heard about it. But uh, from being at the game, yep. you know, I'm not sure how your view was of the actual so, altercation, but uh, what did you... What did you, what was your takeaway from that? Yeah. So I saw the whole thing, um, you know, cause I was wrong. I'll be honest with you, just to, just to preface this, I went to take the dog out for a walk <laughs> and I came back in and all of a sudden like Twitter's blowing up. Yeah. And, and- well, I was kind of curious because, you know, like our standard operating procedure for the three of us, uh, is to be basically texting almost the entire game on, on our group text. And I was kind of surprised when I did not see any text coming from y'all. After that happened, my eyes, uh, from my vantage point, uh, went straight to Carr, and it was you know saw him spike the ball, and then saw him. I was like, oh, I saw that little uh, angry L fist pump that he does when he gets all red faced and whatnot, and and then he turns towards McCoy, and I'm like, okay, quarterback center talking about. Oh shit, McCoy is like going into Carr, and if it wasn't for uh, Hurst being there, Carr would have got concussed again. And I was like, all right, so they're scuffling. But th- then McCoy didn't stop. It was like McCoy was on one of those just like rage benders where he couldn't come off of it. And it was just the whole way from the, the between the hash mark and the numbers all the way to the sideline. Hurst is holding him back. Then other team members come to him. And I'm just watching it the whole time thinking like, when is this going to stop? He just didn't stop 
and he was like leaning forward, people holding him back. Did it all the way yeah. to the bench. Car it, goes his way. McCoy goes his way. Say, it was ugly. I mean, like the cameras didn't catch it on TV after I watched like the clips of the rebroadcast. They caught like a little blip of it. And I was like, damn, I wish I would have taken a video of that. But it was, it was, it was rough. And I know that they said, oh, we squashed it, whatever, whatever. But it just, McCoy, I'm, for a guy who's been pretty mild mannered as a person, you know, whether it's press interviews, as a player, you don't really see the guy catching many personal fouls. There's no extracurriculars after the play from McCoy. Keeps it close to center, center of chest. That dude was just, I mean, it was like instinct. He just was enraged. It was crazy. I think I, I think it's a weird play for to see an offensive lineman freak out. I mean, that was poorly blocked for sure. And it had nothing to do with McCoy. So that's the it was Ruiz. part, I think. It right. was Ruiz. Yeah, completely whiffing on a block. Um, the one thing that I think is very strange is immediately after that is when we looked like we gave a shit. And I, so I don't know what happened, but it was terrible all day. The one thing I wanted to bring back before we were talking about how bad the offense was and how bad Carr was, there's no debating that. But we couldn't pick up a, a blitzing linebacker the entire game. It, it, it was crazy. They would rush the fifth person, and basically the down was over. He went straight through the same line every time, and he would come between Ruiz and McCoy every single time. And yeah. after that happened, all of a sudden we scored two touchdowns. I, I don't know what the hell is going on, but it it was a crazy play. I don't understand. I would love to know what was said, so we would would have some context on this. Um, I understand Carr's frustration on the play, and if he said anything to McCoy, I understand McCoy's frustration on the play. Like. If he said anything directed at McCoy, that's unfair. He didn't do anything wrong. He blocked the guy in front of him, which was a tackle who crashed down into him to try and open the blitz for the linebacker. He did his job perfectly. So if there was anything from Carr directed at McCoy, it makes no sense. And if Carr was just making a general statement for McCoy to get that upset, it makes no sense. So (laughs) I'd really love to know what was said. They'll never tell us, of course. We'll never know. But – why did it take that for it seemed like the first time our offense started to give a shit in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left after that? I, that's yeah. the sad part. Like, it takes something to get us motivated. It's weird. I don't understand it. Sonic yeah, catching. I think it's to your point. You know, it was almost like the, the whole offense was just sleepwalking for the first, you know, two or three quarters. And it took an event like that where basically everyone in the stadium's watching what's going on and they see these two going at it. And it's like all of a sudden that jars them out of their funk. And, you know, you know, it is, if you get in a scuffle with somebody, you're, you're all hyped up and, and you know, you're focused at that point. Yeah. You've reset your adrenaline. You're right. Just- it's like Brett Favre used to say, you know, he had to get that first hit, like someone to hit him in the pocket. And Drop then all blood. of a sudden he was going, yeah, yeah, look, I mean, it was a thing for, for him. So I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing for our offensive line. Like they were fucking sleepwalking. And uh, this was the thing that kind of broke them out of their funk. You think Eric McCoy said, no one makes me bleed my own blood. I'm, yeah, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> your, your impersonations are going down downhill quick, man. That was, go look this shit up. Come on. God. They're getting bad. No appreciation for it. No, I, I, no I, appreciation. I've got no appreciation for it. I admit it. Uh, but uh, no, it was, it was, it, it, it's concerning. And look, it points to coaching. Like these fucking guys are not ready to play. Yep. You know, it's like, yep. uh, was it, who was it last week? It was an offensive lineman, I think, that was talking about uh, after the Lions game saying, you know, 
we need to be better prepared going into it. It's like we're making these adjustments. Oh, no, it's defense. That was Colin Sanders. You're right. That was Colin Saunders. Saunders. And uh, we gotta be. <laughs> we gotta. He said something. It was so jarring. It was. Uh, we gotta pre. Pre-plan, pre-plan for these, scenari- these possible scenarios. Just like, like, are, are you, you not? Watch- yeah, are you not having fucking meetings? Are you, are you not being coached? Are we, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's oh, all God. concerning. It's yeah. all concerning. It's all, and it, it goes, it points to the head man. Yep. You know, over and over again. And we're not, I'm not going to go off on a tangent on this because we've covered our thoughts and feelings on on DA enough. Well, but yeah. it's it's coaching. I think about this. Coaching. Like, Nick, you, when you're not podcasting with us or or doing sports related things, you work in healthcare, you know? And, and like there, correct me if I'm wrong, but are there not signs of this is a healthy patient and this is a sign of a not healthy patient, you know, like regardless of what surgery you're doing or what, uh, you know, orthotic or whatever the terms are that you use in your field. It's like, there are telltale signs of like, this is a healthy human being. This is not a healthy human being. This one is going to present a lot more complications than we thought it would. This one, it's going to be pretty easy. Like this team, to me, presents so many signs of an unhealthy football team organization. What do you think, Nick? Is that a good is that a good analogy? I mean, I, I just wanted to see where you're going to finish with that thing. That was yeah, awesome. no, I, I was trying to land the plane. I was trying to land the plane. I'm like, I do not, I do not know what I'm talking about right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to navigate this. I. I can, I definitely cannot dispute that there is shit wrong everywhere, right? Like, it, yeah. there's too many. We're now what? Well, that's so, good. That's a welcome change from your your stance for the first half of the year. So that's good. Baby steps. Well, I, I was willing to give them a chance to sort it out. Um, it hasn't. It looks the same. So, it, you know, I think there were a lot of changes in the off season, and I think every change that we made that needed to go well hasn't. Every single one, you know. The defensive line transformation has been a disaster. You know, um, drafting a player in the first round, signing two new defensive tackles, letting, you know, multiple defensive tackles go, um, re-signing Granderson. Actually, that's been – looks like a pretty good signing. Re-signing Cam again. Man, maybe maybe we're overextended there a little bit as far as production goes. Um, the defensive line moves were poor. Um, the car move is not working out. The um, – Special teams moves. <laughs> disaster. I mean, that's a bigger disaster than Carr. I mean, you couldn't have got that more wrong. On special uh, it's, well, not a, it's not a bigger disaster. The kicking, the kicking special teams. Yeah, well, no, if special we're, teams in general. Money, look, well, we just had a special teams touchdown. I mean, I think sure. that's know. the one big play they've had all year. Dude, come ah, on. Like, there's been years where plenty of years where we didn't have block punt. Yeah, but to me, the car move outweighs the special teams move because car is touching the ball pretty much every play on offense, and it's been a disaster. Yes, the special teams has also been a disaster, but just due to the importance of car's position, that's a bigger disaster. Well, after the Camara touchdown, you know, we as fans, we shouldn't be in a position to say, like we did after the Camara touchdown, like, isn't it amazing what happens in the red zone? when you literally don't let Derek Carr throw the ball. That's exactly what we said because that's exactly what we did. We ran it, we gave it to our best player, and we scored a touchdown. We didn't let Derek throw a pass inside the 10 or whatever yard line it was before we ultimately scored, and we scored. The one before that, we let him throw it a couple times, and Groupie missed a chip shot. You know, it just, that shouldn't be the reality we're in. Or absolutely wasn't what we were expecting. You know, and that 
I think that's what gets besides the fact the car is just awful in his press interviews and rubbing people the wrong way that that particular type of play on the field is what's getting our us as fans just like in the position where we're saying, what the fuck are we doing? Dude, how about Derek Carr's brother, by the way? That dude went on a blocking you know spree what? on uh, Twitter. I wanted to it say, was impressive. I wanted to say one thing to Darren Carr first. I'm pissed at you, sir, for not blocking me. I kind of feel like I don't have as much cred as a Saints fan because I'm not blocked by you. He didn't um, block me either. I, I haven't said anything, though. The so. other thing I want to say is boo. Okay, you happy, Darren? There you go. I just had to do it. I had to get off my chest. There you go. Well, I'm glad you did that. Yep, did it. Um, you know, so what do we think? Uh, talk about players who did well. Who uh, do you want to get into our uh, predictions? And Yeah, uh, let's do that. MVPs? So we'll start off with you, Corey. So you predicted a win. I did. Well done. I, I believe it was, what, 21 to 12. I, that was about to hit for a minute there. You, you did say 21 to 12. The Panthers um, had six. They were lining up for a field goal that they missed, and we were at 14. I'm like, if we score one more touchdown and they make this, <laughs> we'll be good. I mean, my prediction will be good. <laughs> well, that one that one was close. You did well there. But let's go ahead and uh, talk about the elephant in the room. You had Taysom Hill as your offensive MVP. Well, uh, maybe, maybe. 80, 80 yards. And if I'm reading this correctly, does this say two touchdowns? Okay, so let's just say the stats weren't correct. Oof. Okay, but maybe is the most valuable player on the offense. Maybe for this game, it was the one that didn't play. You know, like he did a good job deciding I'm going to sit this one out because Derek's going to have 37 yards passing. Well, he did what I did. I said, I'm going to sit this one out. And yeah. I sat so it maybe out, that so. was like more valuable. He was valuable by resting and not getting injured in a shit game for the offense. Uh, so, you had DeMario as your defensive MVP. He does have a case. Um, and you said a sack yep, got it. and two tackles for loss. I think he had at least two TFLs. Nick, you want to stack that? Guy? He yep. did that. He did yep. two, he did two that, TFLs? Um, one and a half sacks. Uh, I think he had one TFL outside of the one and a half sacks, so that's two and a half. So TFLs, if you if you carry the carry the point five into the the TFL, then it's right on the money. Yeah, it was close. For me, that's <laughs> was, the MVP. So I'm giving that one to Corey because to me he was the MVP of the defense. Um, if we get into special teams and all that, I agree with Max. The biggest play was Nemi Soul's block. That was a massive play, changed the game. But defensively, it was. Demario, in my opinion, he was yeah, the guy who changed the game. He stopped. He stopped the goal line uh, chance that they had down there. It was his sack that changed it. For me, it's him. Yeah, uh, yeah no, and I agree with that. Yeah, he I, torpedoed Bryce on that play. That was amazing. Like his burst to get Bryce on that play was just vintage. You know, he kind of like summoned up the youth for that one play. Anyway, yeah. So let's move on to Nick. Nick had uh, he gave us two. Sets of predictions, one based on car playing, one based on Jameis playing. So let's not even so, talk about Jameis. Go well, time out. For the record, for the record, Corey and I both made our predictions based on the assumption that Carr would sit out and that Jameis would be the starting quarterback. We did. So we're just going to throw that out there. Nick, I guess we'll, we'll say he had the foresight to go ahead and give us two scenarios. So I'm going to go off of the, uh, the car one, obviously. He predicted a win 31 to 16. Uh, he said hmm. Olave, offensive MVP. Yeah. Mm, no. Uh, he said Granderson, defensive I MVP mean, with two sacks. Olave wasn't the offensive MVP. No. Don't even try to make that argument. Uh, Granderson, so he did actually, have, wait, 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 Nick, wait, Nick, Hold try on. to make, who, try who to make that argument. Offensive MVP. I, I'm not making I, it, but who are we dis- declaring? I, I think I, to me, I'm going to say Kamara. I think it has to be Kamara. It's got to be. He, he touched the ball. But he, Nick, go ahead and if you have an argument for Olave, let's hear it. 
I mean, if you're going to give it to I mean, Olave, just give it to Jimmy Graham. For 40. I, I would. I would give it to Jimmy Graham. A hundred percent. I would. Those I, it, were the two biggest catches of the game. I loved it. Um, but real quick. But were they? Lamar were they? Would we? Would we have lost without them? Would we have lost without Jimmy Graham's? I don't know. Third down. Third down. Listen, the third down catch resulted in a touchdown, and then he caught a touchdown. So I'm not saying we lose the game, but. Do we lose the game without Kamara's performance? I don't I, think so. Yes, we uh, do. Because I'm going to tell you, Kamara, like from the first I carry mean, where he pushed the pile eight or nine yards. Yeah. You know, he had some tough, great tough run, fucking great runs, fucking man. Run. Well, and, and he, it was almost to the point where I was like, run. why are we going away from him? 15 touches, 45 yards. 15 well, touches, 45 yards. Okay, that was just so that take, was, away oh, the, take away the there, ridiculous car pass to him that well, went for a oh, lot. He had negative receiving yards, which I'd like to see when the last time that was for that player. He had negative 11 receiving yards. Well, one of them was a negative nine-yard reception. Like, yeah. The last time well, car, it's an asinine When throw. else in his career has that ever happened? Maybe yeah. never. Well, remember earlier in the season when he had the, uh, the oh, rushing God. line? It was oh, like 13 the, catches. He set like, the NFL record. I oh. hope they sent those gloves to Canton. Yeah. No, look, Camara Camara averaged four point seven per carry on fifty six yard long run of nine. So he was just basically grinding it out every single carry. I don't think he had a loss that was a carry. Like Camara to me, if he didn't play, we we don't win the game. He gutted out he gutted to it me out. that well he gutted out the whole game, but the first touchdown I mean, we had I think he played we, well. I agree. I agree. He played well. I mean, to say we would have lost when they scored six, I, I'm not gonna say that, but um he played well. Um, Alave played okay. Um, Graham, I loved those two plays. It was great. I think it's the only thing that really got a cheer in the dome, probably. Um, a real, a real cheer. Do that yeah. on those two plays, right? A real cheer. So, like to me, you know, Max said it before we even got on here. There's really no offensive MVP. Yeah, this was, yeah. We had less than 300 yards. This was a terrible offensive performance. We there were barely cracked 200. A handful of good plays. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe what, what the was final the stats. Was it two oh seven? Well, yeah, well, I think. So, well, I Carr mean, got up to one nineteen passing. Up. Yeah, and we had we had ninety seven yards rushing. Uh, it was, it's just a, a look. It's like there. I said offline. Yeah, I mean, it's there good. is there is no offensive MVP. Yeah, the, if there's ever a game, just to say no. But if you're gonna, if we we do have to award it to somebody, and I think that Camaro, if we do have to hand it out, he has the the biggest case for it. He. If anyone saved the game from complete disaster, it was his touchdown to go up seven to three. Because if you remember the drive before that, it was when, oh shit, it was a double whammy because yeah. it was, we're in the red zone. Maybe, please God, can we just get a red zone touchdown? We don't. And then, oh, well, well it's okay because here comes Groupie from inside 30 yards. Surely she's not going to miss <laughs> another right. field goal inside 30 yards and misses it worse than he did the one before that and so when that was the offensive series we were coming off of so we needed that Kamara touchdown more than anything because without it it was going to be but but that's yeah Corey that's that we were texting each other groupies now missed two kicks under 29 yards and the rest of the league combined has missed two kicks under historic historic what else needs to happen I mean, it's so bad. It's, terrible. it's so now, bad. Now, the one play I think that changed the game for the offensive standpoint is the A.T. Perry catch. That's what put the game away, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah for uh, sure. For sure. Play. He's, he's not the offensive MVP, but that play was massive. That's yeah, the but, first. Well, here we go. For our purposes, play. for our purposes, Corey picked Taysom. No. You picked Olave. No. I picked AK. <laughs> it's the closest. 
That's so we're we're giving it to him because it's the closest one out of the predictions. Uh, Granderson, you had him down for two sacks. <laughs> well, I mean, no, he, he had a great game. Corey's even, Corey was arguing my point. Corey was arguing the point too. It's like he was. If, if you have to pick gonna, someone, gun to your head. If you want fight, to pick Kamara, I'm fight. good with it. I, there's, to me, there's no one to fight for in this case. Uh, Granderson, <laughs> five tackles, five tackles, one sack, one oh, tackle God. for a loss. Uh, yeah, not far off, not far Shepherd off. Had, Shepard had half a sack. Uh, Howden had a sack and a forced fumble, right? Yeah, um, he did. That look, but, Howden but, played well, man. I was going to say, yeah. let's give a shout out to Jordan Howden because he yeah. played. Remember, we we said this at at our uh, he I don't know, pre- he the back. preview pod. We said like, look, the Lions game was clearly a every rookie is going to have a game where they just holy shit, welcome the NFL moment. So we said, hopefully, and maybe, maybe even predictably, this is going to be a game where Howden says, "Well, I played like shit last game, so I'm going to bounce back," and he sure as hell did. And he did. He had. He had as many solo tackles as a second-place tackler Demario Davis had total. Yeah, I was going to say, was you know, I'm fine giving it to Demario, but there's a hell of an argument for Howden. There on this really game. is. So Howden, to me, it's 1A, 1B. It really is. Demario is yeah. 1A, but Howden is 1B in this situation. Howden so. was – he was one of, he was having such a good game to where when the play was made or a tackle was like just a thumper-type tackle or was behind the line – and you, you couldn't even really tell who it was. You're like, shit, that was a hard hit. Who yeah. was that? And then he pops up and you're like, fuck, that was Howden. Like, like let's put it this way. If either one of you wanted to, to argue for Howden and plead that case, wouldn't, I wouldn't put up a fight. I would say, argue. yeah, I, I agree with it. Wouldn't so, argue it, yeah. Okay, uh, if, if not for DeMario, with the with essentially the two sacks, one he shared with Shepard, but uh, and, and the timeliness of DeMario's play where the game yeah. was still semi in doubt at the goal line, if not for that, it probably is Howden. Um, he forced the turnover. Warner uh, recovered it, but that was a fumble, sack fumble for Howden. That yeah. was a huge play. Now, of course, once again, we don't convert it, but but still, uh, that was a big play in their territory and and a really uh, a chance for the offense to do something to take control of that game. They chose not to. Um, but if <laughs> no, not you're for right, tomorrow, you're right. Howden, I think is is the guy. It's it's one A, one B, and Demario's one A. So we'll go ahead and give it to him. Uh, as far as score, I was the only person to pick the uh, the Panthers to win. Um, I'm creeping up on you in the standings. <laughs> yeah, one take, one game back now. I know, huh? Well, <laughs> here's the deal. You know, assuming that Jameis was going to play, and not that there's much of a difference between Jameis and Carr because they were both trash. There is not. Yeah, but uh, I would it, having if I would have known Carr was starting, I still would have picked the, the difference Panthers between Jameis and Carr is like the white kitchen trash bags versus the black ones. Like the black ones. Well, actually, we don't need to make this a race. Jesus, I didn't Good even need to do that. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the, 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 uh, okay. Uh, Corey's, Jesus. Like, Corey's like, I'll clean that up in post. That's what we're going to do. We're going to clean that up in post. <laughs> no, there really was one just, of just, just, just stop. So um, no, I, I, wanted, I am stopping. Wanted, go, go ahead and, go I ahead am and, stopping. Go ahead and just take us to the close on this one. Let's yeah, yeah. So on, on that uh, wonderfully politically correct note. <laughs> oh my wow. Uh, anyway. Um, okay, so we got our predictions in. Uh, well, no, we went over the predictions, and let's well, let's just go cut it off there. I think you're a little uh, discombobulated right now. I can see it on your face. Yeah, you're going uh, through the scenarios of getting canceled as an attorney right now, and I don't. I don't, no, I don't no, like that. Before, before we go get to next episode, before we get to next episode in our predictions, uh, the the tally is now Max fell back a game and Corey gained a game on Max. So that's right. Where what are we saying? Max is one game back, and Corey. You're it's two still back. two back. You're two now, back, but you're, you're no. within one of Max. I was. Yeah. Oh yeah, two back of you. So two back of me, one back of Max. 
Yeah. For the record, let's just circle back on why I am picking, making the picks that I am making. It's because I don't trust this team, and I'm proving a point. I'm going to pick against them every week. And if Corey passes me up in the standings, I don't give a shit because I'm going to be right more often than not in these last four games in predicting a loss. But I'm, I mean, not, I'm not deviating. I'm a man of my word. I will stick with what I said. This team's not winning another game the rest of the year, Well, according to my picks. We'll see what you do in the Giants preview pod next episode. Bring it on. You know what I was looking for? Like the force flex versus the regular trash bags. Give it up. <laughs> Give it up. Anyway, okay. So thank you all for listening to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. We will catch you all with our Giants preview episode next. Until then, who that? What a-